The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Sonos, game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. Yeah, welcome back. Second hour of the run home with Joel and Fletch. All thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. In stock now in Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. I feel like I'm at the Richmond Dogs here, Brian. Yes. Three, they're just about set. Green light on, bunny on its way. So we've got Dorothy, Timmy and Blueberry. Yeah. Who, who would you back? Oh, I'm going Timmy. Timmy? Yeah. Timmy looks strong. All X. And what colour is Timmy, Brian? Brind- Brindle. Brindle. <laughs> Brindle. That's exactly Brindle. right. Uh, they look very similar, Blueberry and uh, and also Dot. No one can give me the answer why they're called Greyhounds when no. we have two dark-coloured dogs and a We, we don't have a grey Greyhound, do we? No. Oh, do we? So maybe our listeners know. Why, where where's it come from? And yeah. I also heard that every Greyhound Australia has come from a relative of two. Oh, they all circle back to the... Um... Just to... Because they come from England. Yeah, okay. okay. Landed that, here. That makes sense. The Lawn Hub call on if you I wish to contribute to the conversation. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You made it up? I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Text 0457 736 736. Save 25% store-wide at lawnhub.com.au today. Time now for a Coalface Workwear sports update. Coalfaceworkwear.com.au for workwear safety boots, PPE. Have a listen to this. Delaying it for Icky Town. Slapped down by Wales. Still with Lonigan. Lonigan's going to go in. Lockie Lonigan and Melbourne AFLW Premiers for the first time. It's a grand new flag. Canada are the 2022 Davis Cup World Champions. They become the 16th different nation to lift the Davis Cup. She does. It's a clean strike again. It'll fall in the hands. Juggle, 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 it doesn't matter because the Strikers have won their very first title in the WBBL. They beat the Brisbane Heat in the Challenger and now they've beaten the Sixers in the final. He's a headline act in every way. For the third time, Cameron Smith is the 40-net Australian PGA champion. Ah, uh, yes, life good for Cameron Smith. He won the Australian PGA three-stroke victory to become a three-time winner of the tournament. In other news, Australia lost the Davis Cup final to Canada. Sort of sort of very quiet, the Davis Cup this year. Well, there's a, a lot on. Yeah, there's a lot on. It's been raining World Cups. Uh, Canada's first ever win after losing the final in 2019. Australia's first finals appearance since 2003. So well done to Australia going back to the well. The Melbourne Demons have won the AFLW over the Lions 19-15. to Scoring is a big problem in the AFLW, isn't it? Well, we're no experts on the AFL game, but our Jimmy Battle is. Yes. The, the, it seems to me the ground is a bit too big. Jimmy, yes. I need to modify it. Jimmy's here. Look, he's going to jump in. Oh, not, Jimmy's not necessarily too big, I wouldn't have thought. Well, but, what is it? But the Women's Rugby League, the NRLW, score-wise, pretty well correlates to an NRL game in the main. But it feels like there's a big disparity in the AFL. Yeah, I, I just think it comes down to the amount of years that they, the women have been playing. Like, you know, like I'd, I'll, at age 10, I was playing at a full sides footy field, but yeah. I'd been, I'd had a ball in the hand before I could walk. Ma- many of the girls that are playing, they've only just sort of transitioned into AFL 
12 months, 18 months ago. So, so they'll, they'll, get, they'll get better over time, and especially the next generation that are coming through that will have played footy for years. So, Jimmy, we have, for our like girls here, they have touch football, which is yeah. massive in schools, massive on weekend sport. What do the girls in Victoria do? Do you play touch AFL? Is it tag AFL? Oh, it, it's only just come about the last couple of years. So it's what do not, they do before just all netball? The girls play netball? Yeah, pretty much. They get to a certain age and then they don't play AFL anymore. See, Johnny Lang's son and brother of Martin Lang, uh, Justin Lang, he's been very, very uh, uh, invested into the women's game, but in all sports for that matter. But he says the number one thing is that a lot of boys have grown up kicking. So the benefit that the rugby league has, as mm-hmm. Brian mentioned, a lot of girls have come through playing Oztag and rugby league and all the yep. passing has been there. Gotcha. Right. But a lot of the young girls weren't necessarily growing up kicking footballs. Understand that. So, but, but, so, so that, that game is based on kicking, but he said it's improving all the time. Like yeah. It's, uh, no, no doubt. But my question is touch football has been around in for girls for at least... 30 years that I can remember. So, so can, where's the equivalent? Of where's AFL? the equivalent? Has it's it only a, ever been netball for, yeah. for yeah. girls? I mean, NRL's a much more easily modified game to touch than for AFL. Because you, you're not... Because there's two lines lining up as opposed to two players standing next to each other. Like, it's much... The reason that, a, that touch AFL's never really taken off is it's not a great game. Right. Like, we're touch... You are a Melbourneite, no? We've got to oh, yeah, let yeah, our yeah, listeners yeah. know that <laughs> you are a Mexican. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jimmy. By the way, yeah. Thanks for setting us up out here. Yeah. Thank big, you. Big job. You got yeah, a good voice. Why don't you do really? like voiceovers? Oh god. No one's in my voice. <laughs> yeah. Do a voiceover here. Do a voiceover for read that there for Gap New South Wales. Come on, Jimmy. It's not Gap, mate. It's G A P. G A P. Well, G A P. Yeah. G A P. N S W. Greyhounds as pets. Yes. Go on. Read that. Read that. Go. Uh, gray, visit Greyhounds as pets. Nah, <laughs> get off, shit house. Shit house, get off. Oscar music. Uh, <laughs> Gibber, Del- get him off. <laughs> Delta Goodwin performed in the pre-game entertainment, so that was a win. Strikers defeat Sixers in the WBBL final. So there you go. Mm-hmm. The Strikers pick it up and the Melbourne Demons win. Wallabies 39-35 to win over Wales. Wallabies trailed... 34 to 13 with just under 30 to go. What a comeback. Chris Gale registered 95 not. See what I did there? That means I know, I know my right. stuff. Yeah. If you don't say off, it means you know your stuff. Chris Gale registered 95 not uh, off 64 balls during a match in Melbourne. Tiny Hands Johns. He, he texted us before. Yep. No, that was Joey. Oh, that was Joey. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Tiny uh, t- Hands Johns saluted again at 10s. Wow. It was in the squeeze box. So I black booked it. Have you? So I just, every it gives me a notification when to back it. A, so, dollar, a dollar on Tiny Hands Johns each time. Are you in front? Easy. Yeah. So it was in the squeeze box on Saturday night and. Saluted at tens. Wow. Against high quality. Yeah. Tiny Hands Johns. So we've got one coming. There's going to be one named after Nathan Hindmarsh. Is that right? It's in the works. Is it? Uh, I tell you, it's not in the works because they're quite placid dogs. These beautiful greyhounds here looking for a home, 100 bucks. It's all vet checked, all the works here. They're not. They're actually sitting around listening to the radio. They are. They're, That's as very, easy as that. they're very gentle. Yeah. At least and they're, they're all come up later on and talk about it. So they're look- not, uh, they've got no Roman sandal about them because they're <laughs> no, all sexed. No. Uh, Tom from Whittlesey's there wants to talk about AFLW. Hey, Tommy. Hey, boys. How are you? Good, Tom. What's happening, mate? The, uh, the, the, the thing with the, uh, the AFL, what they've done, like, there is a program where the young girls, it's part of the Auskick, used to be a big kick Auskick type set up. So yep. they, they went through, and like Double said before, they get to 12 and they've got to stop playing with the boys. So it, it, what, what's that, what they've actually done in the last four or five years, or even by say they're in season seven of their competition now, 
they, they've expected, they've, they've had girls come over from all different sports, basketball, netball, the taller girls, those sorts of things. And what they've done, they've tried to produce these girls and, and they've tried to make these girls like, well, classy footballers. And, and they, they're just not, they're, too, they're, they're not experienced enough in it. Um, so instead of like what the, uh, the cricketers have done, the female cricket has been a 20, you know, 25, 30-year process to, to get to the stage where they are now. I watch the NRL, NRLW, and those girls play that. They are fantastic to watch. They're highly skilled, whereas our girls, they just haven't got the skill. They can't kick over yeah. the damn thing and really fall. That's, that's where they're falling down in, their big, in, in the biggest areas of the game. Yeah, it's Tommy, and I'll ask you this, Fletch. It's a bit of snooze you lose, though. If all the other codes are, are getting ahead in the female game, you know, as you mentioned, cricket's been doing it for a long time. Mm. Rugby league's been doing it. You're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you go early, I get Tom's point where they don't have... They're just gone. To, to, are they gone the quick fix, Tom, do you think? They've, they've, they've searched and said, right, we'll go for athletes, whereas they, they're fast and they can jump and they can catch, but they just haven't got the nuances of too, playing AFL. Too many teams, AFL. Right. Too many teams. Would you say that, Tom? Oh, yeah. Look, 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 they started the first year. They might have had 10 teams, and like you guys have got now, or, or you're going to have. But mm. they've got like the, the quality of the, of the girls, and, and look, they're trying their hardest. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah, not of course they are. Shit can. But the thing is, though, like you know, they, they've got 18, so the, the well is very, very dry. And you know, like, like when they first started, they might have you know five or six girls who could play pretty well. They could all play to a level, but when they get to the 18 teams, it, it just falls away. They, they still might have you know five girls, quality girls who can play, and then it just drops. You know, then, then you just got the girls who are still learning the game, and I, I don't, at that level, they're trying to make it an elite level sport, but they shouldn't be learning the game at this level. They should have learned the game previously. So, Tom, my question that I asked Jimmy, doing a fantastic job here, um, out here is our technician because he's a Victorian. What do the kids? What do females do for sport? For school sport, generally in Victoria. Well, look, you know, they've got, obviously, they've got all the athletics. Um, that's that's yeah. probably good. Uh, big cricket. Cricket's one of those sports now that's sort of kicking on amongst the girls. But the AFLW is going nuts down here. It is going nuts, you know. The numbers they're getting are huge. And also, a, a very important thing with uh, uh, footy down here, the, the, you would get the dads who played, you know, Aussie rules their whole life, and they didn't have any boys. Now they can get their girls involved in footy, so that takes them back to the club where they played, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they're reproducing, and, and they are, they're reproducing footballers, but they just happen to be girls. You know, so, and, and they, they, the girls are playing now, it's, it's a full competition. I think they start, the girls are starting at under nine level right now, gotcha. and they're, they're going through all the way through. And I just mean, they have tons and tons of numbers. It's going to kick on, don't get me wrong, but it's just the way it's been done at the minute. AFL, you know, whether they looked at the, the, the football rights, they knew they were onto a winner, so could they make some money out of it, sell the game off, make a bit more money, those sorts of things. You know, I think financial gains sort of sort of over overshadowed the actual game itself. You know, at the end of the day, it's no, it's no different to, say, the American soccer team in the males. You know, they've been at it a while now, yeah. and all of a sudden they're starting to be really competitive. I wouldn't be surprised in the next 20 or 30 years America start to ask some big questions at the pointy end of the World Cups. But, Tom, you make some uh, sage counsel for us, mate. We appreciate that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 That was a weekend sports wrap. Visit coalfaceworkwear.com.au. More NRL news coming up after this. 
Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Sonos, game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. It's the Run Home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Yeah, it certainly is. I was just hoping to share a bit of um, rugby league news, Brian. Um, and uh, where, where did that go? Where did that go, Mr. Brooks? Oh, here it is here. Uh, Tessie New and Keenan Palacia wanting releases from Broncos contracts. So Tessie New sitting behind Reese Walsh and Herbie Farmworth at fullback. Palacia wants to head back to the Gold Coast and play for the Titans. So what does it mean for Tessie New? Is that like a bit of a Newcastle target, would you say? Or? Uh, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? They, do they want to let him go? Have they settled on the fullback Newcastle yet? I was away last week, didn't catch No, because they wanted Lockie Miller. Lockie Miller. Missed out on Lockie. Obviously missed out on uh, Ruben. Oh, Joey was pushing that, wasn't he? Lockie Miller, wasn't he? A big Joey's a big fan of Lockie Miller, isn't he? Joey's a big fan, yeah. yeah. And also a big fan of videos involving cats and squirrels. <laughs> uh, that would work, you would think. Yeah. Towards the end of last year, he was going good. Tessie James New. Tedesco looking at a new deal at the Roosters. Oh, jeez. Well, he'll just sign as long as he wants to sign, money. Yeah. Uh, still has two years left on current deal. Roosters oh. have Joey Manu and Joseph Suli'i. So he's got two years to go, and is it his management just foxing? NRL Roast posted that this year, with the World Cup and all those sorts of things, he's ran with the ball about seven kilometers. Uh, sorry, seven thousand meters. Seven k's. Yeah. Just in rep games? Just in... Oh, average. No, 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 just all up. So that again, he, he would have run for more than 7,000 metres. 7,000? I think it was 7,000, wasn't it? Ks? With the ball. Ks? Is it 7,000 Ks? No, that couldn't be 7,000 Ks. What is it? 7 Ks. 7 Ks. No, he's yeah. running for more than 7, that. 7,000 metres. Well, you think he's probably running 200 a game. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Just with the ball, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Ball just the ball. Hand. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 7 Ks. Remember... Because he runs the training. I know he runs the training. But... I, I think early days of the show... Does he do that, does he? Yeah, he runs the training. Does he? Yeah. Remember early days of the show, we were talking about Gal was going to do this walk... And it was from Cronulla to Parramatta or something. And it was no, that's right. That was Parramatta was to Cronulla, yeah. And it was yeah, the yeah. equivalent of what he'd run during his career, like with the ball. Yeah, he was filthy because he didn't realise. So he he it was thirty seven kilometres, yeah. and he's never done a marathon. And he said if he knew it was thirty seven kilometres, he would have went for a five k detour to then be able to say I've done a marathon. Done the marathon. Yeah, it's thirty seven k. And he did it. No, he didn't know. Oh, okay. when they got no, the but end, he they... ran the 37. Yeah. <laughs> what about the money he earned? Oh. So he generated $30 million and he clipped about nine just from boxing. From the boxing. That's outstanding. Yeah. Too smart. I can see why these boxers... I think I might get in the ring. Too smart. Uh, keep them coming through. So let's get into this. So that's the NRL news update. We do. We keep you abreast of that at all stages of the year. But in the meantime, I'll tell you what, there's a lot happening in the World Cup. Have you caught the bug, Brian? Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I've who's, got... Uh, who's your adopted team? If well, not the Socceroos. I've got Socceroos flags out one side oh, and yeah. Samoan flags out the other. <laughs> yeah. Reindeers just at the back window. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll have a listen to this. This is where we've got to so far. Matty. Oh! Sensational. Roll back the years and revive at the same time. Ziyech. and gets a crossing, takes a deflection, and it's on targets! Get out! Mitch Duke gets his head onto it for Australia! 
Clay Goodwin had a look up. He saw the cross, took a touch, played it in, had a slight deflection, and Mitch Duke, Australia's Duke, nods at home. All eyes on the referee to blow the whistle. Matt Ryan. Has to be. We'll clear it away. There it is. And there it is. The task was laid out for them. And Australia barely, by the skin of their collective teeth, up to the task. There's the World Cup update. Trade crypto with one of the world's most secure exchanges. Get in the game. Kraken.com. That's Kraken with a K. Kraken.com. So that means Group D, Mitchell Duke, he said he gives the Socceroos a 1-0 win over Tunisia. So the Socceroos now take on Denmark. A draw will see us qualify for the round of 16. We're not quite certain as to what a loss does. Does that? I suppose it leaves us in the hands of the gods, doesn't it? Well, uh, Denmark would go through. Well, Denmark at this point... Denmark would go through. France are through. France are through. They, and Denmark got a goal against France, so their points difference is... Um, better than ours against France. Yes. Sorry. If we lose, we need probably a draw from Denmark Tunisia because they're both on one point. Uh, sorry, from they played. Um, They've already it's nah. Already a draw. Oh yeah, Denmark beat us. We're out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, if we yeah. get a draw, we're in. We need yeah. Or if, if Tunisia, Tunisia somehow, somehow thumps France, France. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're in. We're in. We're in. Let's we're get in. behind yeah. it. Let's everyone get behind nah, it. No, if we if we get the draw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Denmark have got Ericsson. He's back. He was the fellow that. Remember, he collapsed. Yeah. In the, was that the Euros? Yes. Yeah, well, yep. he's back firing. So I've I heard that Denmark, they're filthy, and they, they want us bad. Ooh, okay. <laughs> they want okay. us real bad. What now, about the tackles? Harry Suter. Oh, and you've done a poll, actually. I've done a big tackle. poll. So if you want to get on Twitter, we've done a big poll, and the big poll is what was the best tackle by an Australian? Was it our man Suter on Saturday night? Was it our man again? Sats in 2003, or the best tackle that I've ever seen was in 1998 Commonwealth Games. Our man again, Matt Shervington, just coming around the corner when he was doing the four by four relay, and he decided to not get rid of the baton but keep it, uh, but not in his hands. What's the, what's the latest? You wouldn't believe the results at the moment. We've got Harry in third at 15%. Sats closely followed in in 16% in second, but Shervo 69%. Oh, He's yes. currently winning the. Look, that was always moral. Oh, moral. Uh, now, speaking of which, we're talking. We're going to go into the gutter here, and it's Wayne Rooney. So Wayne Rooney, he shocks his players by revealing he has a tiny penis. He does. Yeah. So English football icon Wayne Rooney has left players gobsmacked after going into too much detail about his Morton. But wouldn't they? They shower, don't they? So he's, he's coaching over in, in the States. The DC United boss, 37, was attempting to deliver a rousing triumph over adversity speech. Hmm after a string of poor results when he told the playing group of his small penis. <laughs> the ex-England skipper, who once said he was the big man, told them that having a tiny penis has not stopped him. However, it went down like a lead balloon among his Washington-based sides. It was very funny, and he hoped using personal references would make it look like the speeches from the heart. But the majority of the side were, were, still, were left bemused <laughs> and struggled to understand what the relevance was. A few of the young lads were horrified because they don't share the same British sense of humour. Right. So, How could you be horrified about that? Well, he told his players he could come, you can all come back from F-ups uh, that he has, because he's had a yeah. few indiscretions. I actually, when I first got over to Wigan, it was front page of the paper when I landed, he had gone to a poly. Oh, yeah. And 
he was he was engaged to Colleen, who's now his wife. Yeah. She was involved in that uh, spat, wasn't she? With uh, yes, about yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Vardy, Rebecca Vardy. But that's it. That's it. But front page of the paper was a jumper, a jersey. So he'd been to a house of ill repute, Maroons, yeah. got involved with the lady of the night, did the deed, and then signed a jumper, saying, "What a great shag you were, thanks, <laughs> Mayor," and gave her, gave her a signed shirt. No. And then she went to News of the World, and it just blew up. I tell you who, um, I tell you a good doco uh, who probably had a similar sort of life, I suppose. George Best. Have you oh, seen the yeah. doco on Thirty yeah, for Thirty? Yeah. Sad, sad story, isn't it? But this talent flawed, from Wales, flawed genius, oh, flawed genius. Yeah, flawed genius. He, uh, what did he say? His famous quotes. He said, "I spent all my money on alcohol, cocaine." <laughs> And women, yeah, and I wasted the rest. That's what he said. That's what he said. He he, he had all these uh, misdemeanors, and he said at the end, "I hope everyone just remembers me for my football." Some player he was. So soccer, as we mentioned, take on Denmark. That's Thursday, two a.m. Group E, Costa Rica, one 0 over Japan. Now this group is fascinating because Japan were in the box seat. They get rolled by Costa Rica, who was thumped by Spain. Germany escaped with the draw, so they are hanging on by an absolute thread. They need things to go their way. Group F, Morocco, huge 2-0 upset over Belgium. Carnage in the streets of Brussels. Croatia 4-1 over Canada. John Herdman had plenty to say before the game to fire up his Canadian players. I just told them they belong here, and we're going to go and F Croatia next. next. It's as simple as that. One of Croatia's goal scorers, Andrej Kamaric, had this to say after the win. I want to thank Canada's coach for the motivation. Croatia demonstrated who F to. Yeah, you can't be doing that. No, no. That's why players don't say anything. Correct. Uh, Argentina bounced back 2-0 over Mexico. Lionel Messi scored the opener for the Argies. World Cup update. Your secure crypto partner. Get in the game at Kraken.com. That's Kraken with a K. Plenty more still to come. As we mentioned, we've got Fletcher's big poll on our social media. Shervo in a landslide to this point. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Text 0457 736 736. April with the news. April, thank you very much. Lawn Hub call line 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Get your A grades in because we'll be talking those shortly uh, with your country trucker caps. That's the way to do that. Save 25% off storewide at lawnhub.com.au today. Now, dashing around in front of us, Brian, the beautiful blueberry who loves everyone and wags a whole body whenever she sees someone. If you love the sound of blueberry, all you need to do is head to GAPNSW. Dot com.au, 100 bucks. You can have a dog for Christmas, uh, a greyhound for Christmas, who rehoming the former greyhounds who are on the track and now they're looking for a beautiful home and family to take care of them. But, Brian, to set the scene here, live at Londonderry, gapnsw.com.au, it is the beautiful Alicia. Hello, Alicia. Hi, thank you. Alicia. Thank you for... Alicia. <laughs> Alicia. Alicia. Oh, as per Silverstone. <laughs> Correct, because we've discussed this, Alicia, uh, the UK to Alicia. Over here, Bogan Australians, we can't say. <laughs> Alicia. So we say, you know, Alicia. Yeah. I answer to most things. Though, hey, so that's Alicia, fine. let's get straight into it. How, how do people go about adopting a greyhound? Yeah, so um, here, thank you for coming down to our adoption centre today. Um, the adoption centre itself at London Derry is actually um, people can walk in and just meet a greyhound. So it's open from 8.30 to 4.30 every day. Address? Uh, 382 The Driftway, Londonderry, so go. Western Sydney. Um, and that's really a fantastic way to come and meet a greyhound. But also we've got a website. So as you mentioned before, www.gapnewsouthwales.com.au. And we have all of the profiles of all the greyhounds. We've got looking for homes on there. So you can have a little search, search by um, 
what might be your lifestyle. So we match every greyhound to your particular lifestyle rather than you just picking them by colour or things like that, oh, just yes. to make sure that you'll really get a dog that you absolutely love having around. Okay, I've got a question. Yep. Uh, what if I'm living in the inner city and I'm in a unit and I work 12 hours a day? Yep. But so I still want a greyhound. You'll be pleased to know that we have greyhounds that are suitable for everybody. So we actually do a lot of um, sort of getting them pet ready, but also testing. So if you had an apartment, you're in the inner city, we'd be looking for a dog that's really good in small spaces, can climb stairs, loves nothing more than lying around all of the day. Um, and also if you're a full-time worker, we test all our greyhounds to see how much alone time, how capable they are of just hanging out while you're away, lying on your sofa, you know, pretending they own the apartment. So, Alicia, I know the answer to this, but I've always wanted to do an infomercial, right? Yeah. So can we play that for a little bit? Okay. So, Alicia, tell me this. When they're in the house in the unit, do they shed hair? Well, no. The great thing about greyhounds is that they really shed very little hair. Wow. Can I call you Maureen? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about this? And, and many, many of my dogs do it. They're not yep. greyhounds. Bark. Greyhounds, yeah. are they barkers? Well, are they com Ronnie Barkers? Compared with most dogs, you'll find that they are not Barkers, which is really okay. great, especially for that apartment again. And yeah. just if you have neighbours that are really not as much in love with your dog as you are. Yep. Um, so, yeah, really great to have around low low barking, hardly any, no whining. So, really good. 100 bucks to get a, a pet, right? So, so, for me, it's just a break-even thing, isn't it? Yeah. So um, our adoption fee is actually a donation to the Greyhounds as Pets charity. Yes. Um, so it's not really about the, the worth of the dog because obviously the Greyhounds are worth a lot more as pets. But it's about people giving them a, a wonderful pet home for the rest of their lives and making a little donation to the Greyhounds as Pets charity on the way. Just asking for a friend, and no pun intended, if a person was in the dog house... Are they able to rehome themselves here for a, for a limited time? I think um, it's a very nice place. I wouldn't mind yeah. being rehomed here for a little That's bit. The, the staff um, spend a lot of time caring for the greyhounds, so it's a wonderful place to be. Are they all ex-race dogs? All of yes, them. Yeah. So um, greyhounds as pets, we um, rehome completely from the racing industry okay. um, so we're funded by it and we actually look to rehome every greyhound that's coming out of racing some will come out before they've raced some after they've you know been breeding for a while and things like that so we have all ages and yeah all different stages well we've been out here for well i've been out here for two and a half hours joel got uh, out here a little bit afterwards. <laughs> i haven't heard when i had to go see calvin i haven't heard them bark once as you mentioned nor have i seen them fight no like no. usually dogs would you know, they're quite territorial. Yeah. They're just like... Um, they're really very quiet. sociable yeah. because they're so used to being um, sort of in groups of dogs and racing in groups as well um, that we find that they're very, you know, sort of calm and quiet. And as it, we've actually got, ooh, I think, 85 dogs on site at the moment. Oh, wow. And we're not very far from them. So yeah. you can see, yeah, exactly. They're very quiet in their runs and just hanging out in the sunshine today. We're chatting to Alicia from uh, gapnsw.com.au, which is Greyhounds' Pets. NewSouthWales.com.au, 100 bucks you can pick up a pet for Christmas. Can I ask you a question because they are so placid? You hear this with horses where you break in a horse, but then you've got to break them out, so to speak, when they retire because just to get them away from that sort of have to win feeling and to come. Yeah. Is there a similar process with the greyhounds? Yeah, there is. Um, so we do a wind down period, which is so for 30 days post racing, the um, participants that own them um, whilst they're racing, they actually do like a 
you know, let them down, stop training them so that they're not as fit and everything like that, and just get them more relaxed, bring them into the house, get them used to being around things that are in the home environment, like flushing toilets and boiling mm. kettles. Um, and then we continue that work when they come into greyhounds as pets as well. And we have a network of foster carers which help to do that, sort of get them into the home environment more if they need a bit of extra time. What are they eating? What do they eat? Oh, they're actually, um, our greyhounds are fed really high quality kibbles, so they don't need as much sort of, they need higher protein when they're racing, yep. but once they're retired, you know, they're not exercising as much, so we actually feed ivory coat, and they just relax into that, and they really enjoy it, so very easy, easy to feed. World Cup time, uh, mm. gee, you can get the ambassadors, the big ambassadors, Timmy Cahill. Yeah, so how, how's um, he been for the uh, for the network? Absolutely fantastic. So yeah. we've had Tim Cahill on board now for about three years, and um, Tim adopted a greyhound, Lumo, um, who lives with his parents up on his farm in up near Byron. We're going to adopt some for Jimmy, aren't we? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just, you know, it's just great to have people who really experience having them in their homes and can actually talk about the greyhounds and and especially with that much reach as well. So our ambassador is a key to us getting the message out about what great pets they make. If you've got a family member or a friend who's a pet lover, 100 mm. bucks. It's as simple as that. And they're all, and they're they're all sexed. They are, yep. All got their vax. All vaccinated. Microchipped. Had a dental microchipped. Uh, yes. um, Cheap. So. Cheap as chips. You're doing a good job out here, girls. Really good job. Yes. I, I uh, doctor doctor oh. Alicia Fuller, I should say, too. Apologies for that. <laughs> That's Do- okay. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, wonderful environment. Too. Just bring the kids out. If, you wanna, if you're unsure, just come out here. I'm yeah. sure you're yeah. allowed to come out and, and see the greyhounds here out at, um, out at Londonderry. Yep. Just look up gapnsw.com.au. That's the way to do that. Anything else you'd like to add, Alicia? Um, I suppose just like you're saying, to meet the greyhounds, we also run a lot of events and adoption days and things. So follow us on our socials. Gap New South Wales is, is most of the handles that we have. And you'll we might be out and about in your area. So if you can't come up to Western Sydney, then come and meet us when we're out and about. So we've got 27 days till Christmas. We have. Ooh. How many should we be able to find new homes for? I'm going to say, oh, should we do one a day? I'm setting your target. I hope so. One a day? I think so. I think we can do it. Can we do I think pr- you can do it. Can we do a promo and like set them up like reindeers or something? And That, that, that might get them going. It's not really my go, Ooh, is it? Who's this new, who's the 27 new days of Christmas. She's Toey. Who's that? Ooh. Who have we got here, Mel? Slash. Flash. Oh, Flash. Flash. Yeah, Flash. Flash is very Flash. Flash is, uh, Flash is getting around. And what, what about their health? Later, l- later on yeah. in life, do, so are later they okay? On, it's interesting, actually, because greyhounds are bred um, to be athletes, they're actually a lot healthier throughout their lives than most other breeds of um, sort of pedigree dogs. So, yeah, they go really well, and we all health check and vet check them before they come to you as well. The question here now, I don't know if this guy is being uh, facetious, but what about this is Andy? Can I still watch the dogs on TV, or will the rehome greyhound react to the lure <gasps> sound? They actually love watching it on some of the social channels, and I don't Great think question. it's a video of a grey the greyhounds in the homes, and they're watching the sport on TV and standing up and looking at the television. So they they love nothing more than watching their friends still run around the track. But the lure would that get them excited? Yeah, I think it does. Oh, yes. I think it's something they're always um yeah always enjoy because they do love running as well. That, yeah, they do. Things. Yes, but. Uh, they sleep a lot. Oh, they do. Yeah. Like so when you're sleep. in the home, they sleep a lot more than most dogs. So they're definitely the couch potatoes can of you, the dog world. Can you cuddle them? Like are they yeah. cuddling yeah. dogs or some of them? Yeah. I mean, it's always it's always good to get to know your dog before you yes. sort of smother it around the neck. But um, once they're settled in and really comfortable with you, that's certainly um. Well, you got to get out thing. there. Now, listener, you've got to get involved. Listener. 
He has this thing, Alicia, <laughs> where he, he refers to, he wants to make it personal where he's speaking to the one person only. Okay. So he never says listeners, he says listener. <laughs> anyway. He's reaching out to yes. the special host. Anyway, uh, Dr. Alicia Fuller, vet and general manager of gapnsw.com.au. Dr. Alicia, thank you very much for your time. Thank and then you all the best much. to get out there and get amongst yeah. it. If you're looking for a, a present for Christmas, gapnsw.com.au is the way to do that. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Doctor. There you go. Plenty more still to come. This is The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. It's The Run Home with Joel and Fletch on SEN. And it's a Monday. You know what that means? Monday, A-grade country trucker caps up for grabs. A A-grade hat is up for grabs. So, Gibbo, let's rip this... Monday A-grade Band-Aid right off. Monday morning feels so bad. On the run home, it's time for Monday A-grades with thanks to Country Trucker Caps. Just a bloke and his missus producing high quality and customised headwear. Okay, A-grade. I'll start with this. and This is more not so much a declaration of an A-grade, but a question. The taxi drivers... I feel from them on the one hand because they're under siege. Yeah. If the Uber drivers are just running rampant out there and, and doing a great service, mind you. But there has been some taxi drivers mm. who are running around without the meter on, Brian. Okay. Yeah, well... Yeah, I, I, Two parts of I, this. I'm going to put, put my hand up. Yeah. Numerous times when I was a youngster, yeah. before Uber came in, yeah. I was said... Passenger saying, listen, I'll give you 30 bucks if you turn the meter off. Yep. It's going straight in your kick. First of all, I'd ask him, are you the driver? Yeah. If they're the driver, I'd give it to him. Yes. I said, are you just working? If it, if he was just working, for if he was renting it. You didn't want to rort the owner. I didn't want to rort the owner. Okay. But so I'm a bit guilty of this. Did they give him back the plate fees? Is that... No, nah, the compensation. So I think if it was rural, you got 150. I'm just... Uh, spitballing here, but I've heard this number. Yeah. But at one stage, they were worth 500k. Oh. A set of plates. Wow. And then uh, there was it was a lot of people. I suppose it was back then before Uber came. It was a travelling franchise, basically, wasn't it? And, and it was a lot of people would use it for their super. So you, gotcha. you sort of feel sorry for the guys that got involved 30, 40 years ago, and bought them as a retirement nest egg, and then. Uber came in and just stuffed it. Yeah. Any A grades for you? A grade is, and look, I don't like doing this because I think the police do a terrific job. Yes. <laughs> I live across the road from a, a policeman. But uh, the treatment they gave Danny Lim, Danny Lim is a 79-year-old. He's a, He was big around the inner west. He was big around the east there for a little while. He's the Asian gentleman that would sign, hold the signs. Right. Uh, you know, it was a bit religious, uh, talking about the Lord and stuff. He's not a protester or anything, but he was in the QVB. 79, this fella. Fragile, always smiling. The police, there's two young coppers, and they just, you could have just moved him on. And they said, you've got to go. And he said, no, I'm not going to go. Why? Whatever he did, it was an argument. But there's a way to remove someone, and there's a way to hurt him. So they got grabbed him and threw him on the ground, smashed his head open and split him under the under the eye. And there's vision of it. I just thought those two guys was A-grade behaviour. Because you could just... You know when they move protesters, how they grab him by the arm and the leg? Yeah. And just do it? Put him outside. There was no need to flip him over and smash his head. I've got another one for you. Thoughts? Uh, I... No, you're 100% right. Yeah, it's a tough one because he's in a 
in a private spot where he was in front of that store yeah. and they didn't need to no, no, but what they conduct say, themselves that but way. But he wouldn't move. Like, and yeah, I understand he wouldn't, he wouldn't move. Yeah. So the police said, but you can move a guy out yeah. if you're going to physically hurt him. Just He's a like tiny little dancing. fella. Yeah, just grab his arms and, you know, yeah. walk him out. That's right. No, I totally agree with that, Brian. So I was, before I forget mine, so I was having a chat to a mate around this subject and it's my personal observation in any sport that... We over-index in whoever's coaching their kids being captain, right? And there's two types of people. There are people who would never allow their kid to be captain of a team, their coach. Mm. And there are other types who pretty much are always the case. It's, I read a study about your looks, right? So when you look in the mirror, you're about 60% as good looking as what you think you are, right? So what you're seeing, which puts me in big trouble. I already know that I'm a UGLY, no need for an alibi, right? <laughs> but then you dial it down to 60%. I believe the same is true of how kids view their own children in the sporting world, right? So what do you think about that, Brian? What do you think about people who coach yes. and select their own kids? Now, in many cases, their kid may be the most obvious candidate, right? But I still believe that you can get it done without announcing them as the captain. What do you personally think about this? I wouldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it. No. In fact, I've done it in the sense I've coached my kids and I was way harder on my own child. Yes, but so, do you understand? Do you, do you believe there is a lot of people who unashamedly just go? I don't know. I, I don't know whether there's a lot. I think I would. It's like any in society. I would say fifty-fifty. Yep. I would say fifty people or parents would would do it and would say yes, Mike, and they look, and that's well and good. That's the way they parent. Yes. But then I reckon there's fifty percent who go the other way. Yes. And say you make it harder on them by but, by not picking him and sort of making an example of them. What do you think, Brooks? I think I was in a situation where I was in a team where there was two fathers coaching the team and it actually caused a change within the club that you couldn't coach. You couldn't be a parent and coach your son's or daughter's team oh, they made that, going they forward. They made that be a change. After that year, yeah. Because, of the because there was a nepotism. There was a couple of people that were vying for positions with the sons. Yes. And then that caused a bit of a change with the coaching. I... I think it should be someone external. I know when I've been in teams, it's been someone external that's given us really good knowledge in the game. No, but you can't, to be and fair, you can't always get coaches lying around who haven't got a, a yeah, kid involved. I guess de- oh, I'm more talking levels, about giving them yes. the captains and all the plum yeah, jobs. Yeah, should, it shouldn't be happening. No. Well, no. we've got a now Hector's text through. Hector said, A-grade nomination. My dear work colleague, Ethan, who was a fifth-generation Australian of French descent, who was poking fun at everyone, in the office regarding the French win over straight at the World Cup. Le Flog, you're as French as a Woolworths croissant, you peanut. Hope you're listening, Ethan Hector. After the break, uh, keep your A-grades coming in. We need to hit Gibbo for his, Brooksy with yours. Plenty more still to come. We've got the A-grade hat up for grabs. Monday A-grades, thanks to Country Trucker Caps. Design your own at countrytruckercaps.com. More to come after this.